All right, welcome to the Krug Show, everybody. Larry Kruger with you here at Levi's. Let's fire up the band. There we go. Welcome to the Krug Show, brought to you by Pig and a Pickle, the best barbecue in all of Northern California. Check them out in Emeryville and Corte Madera. They're open seven days a week in both spots from 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. or until they run out. Pig and a Pickle, the best barbecue in all of Northern California. Also brought to you by... New York style Italian sausage. Love New York style Italian sausage. You can find it in every grocery store throughout Northern California. And we are also brought to you by Marin Auto Glass. MarinAutoGlass.com, 415-883-3030. Not to mention Underdog Fantasy and Mojo Fantasy. Check the link in the description. Use that promo code KRUG, K-R-U-E-G, and they'll match you up to your first $100. Well, guys, um, I, I would say productive day here in Santa Clara. Niners lose 21-20 in a game that didn't mean a whole lot. Um, I joked with Kyle Shanahan at the podium afterwards. I said, did you and McVeigh have a an agreement, a gentleman's agreement? Did you guys talk before the game that somebody would go for two? Were you happy when they went for two? And it's like, you know, he didn't have to say it. I already knew that he was happy they went for two. Uh, obviously, the Niners would prefer to win the game. And instead, the Rams won it 21-20 to go to finish their year 10-7. and seven. Niners finished 12-5. and five. Sam Darnold, it was kind of the tale of two halves. I mean, in the first half, he completed 74% of his passes and looked really good. Second half, with the backups in there, I think he was like two of seven. Uh, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but um, it wasn't good. I think he was at, at, at half, he was like 14 for... Let's see. Let me double check that. I have the halftime stats in front of me. A few Darnold, of those are drop passes by Conley and uh, yeah, Darnold in the first half went. Uh, here it is. Darnold in the first half, fourteen of nineteen. Yeah, for one sixty-eight and a touchdown, a one seventeen point nine rating. He was really good. Seventy-four percent completion percentage in the first half, and then he finished uh, sixteen of twenty-six. So he only completed two passes in the in the second half at a seven um, had some drops as Danny said, had the fumble late that ultimately ended the game. And, you know, I was really hoping too that Darnold would not fumble there, that they wouldn't turn it over and that Jake Moody would get a chance for redemption. If you miss this game, Jake Moody missed a field goal and he missed a PAT. And when Kyle was asked about it, he's like, Hey, you know, uh, we'd like to see him make them. You know what I mean? In a real simplistic way. He's like, yeah, you'd rather make them than miss them, which is obvious, obvious. But then he was asked, hey, you know, what, what's your level of concern? And he said, you know, he's been good all year. So they're not calling up Robbie Gold. They're not hitting the waiver wire. They're not going to hit the panic button. They're going to ride this thing out with, with um, Jake Moody. And hopefully they're not involved in too many close games because he's still a rookie kicker. And I think it's safe to say that we don't know what we're going to get. Um, going forward, but Jordan Mason looked good in this game. Elijah Mitchell looked good in this game. Chris Conley had a big near 50 yard reception in this game. Um, Darnold played well. Ray Ray McLeod made a successful return from IR. Um, you know, at Brandon Ayuk caught three balls for 25 yards. Taylor Hawkins had an interception. Um, I did talk to, you know, the only negatives in the game were the, the field goal kicker who missed both a PAT and a field goal. And then Clee Farrell went down with a knee injury. I talked to him in the locker room afterwards, and 
and he didn't he didn't seem overly concerned. It was a non-contact injury, uh, but it sounded like you know as soon as there was any kind of a problem, the training staff is like, that's it, you know, come on, you're coming with us, kind of a thing. Um, and I don't know the level of uh, seriousness of that, but I'll say this: he didn't seem overly concerned. Um, I, I said, "What if that had been the Super Bowl?" He's like, "Oh man, you know they would have had to drag me off <laughs> if it had been the Super Bowl." Thank you, sir. Um, and you know, so so I even though Farrell was the inj- the one injury, I don't want to say it wasn't serious definitively, but I'll just say this: I just talked to him; he didn't seem too 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 uh, um, you know broken up over it. It didn't sound like you know I'm devastated; my year's done or anything like that. So we'll see. We'll see what it is. Maybe it's a sprain of some kind. Maybe it's an MCL. I don't want to speculate, but but it doesn't. Let's just say this: I've seen guys after knee injuries when their season's done, and that didn't. It, it was nothing like my conversation with Clee um, after the game, I and mean, he seemed really, you know, okay with the fact they took him out, and uh, he didn't seem like his season was over. But uh, who knows? may have to miss a game we'll, we'll have to see we'll get more definitive news on that within the next 24 hours and then i had a chance to talk to robert beal beal had a sack in this game and man he is coming on and you know the you know one guy's downfall is another guy's opportunity in this situation that's exactly what we're talking about right clee farrell went out with the injury and robert beal um you know he stepped in and he looked cool thought he looked good i was watching him on the binoculars from the eighth level of the press box here. And um, he looked good. He got his first sack. I mentioned to him afterwards. I said, Hey man, you got those cool looking Jordans going. You got the Jordan throwbacks. And he's like, yeah, my girl got them for me for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> how about, uh, how about banks? I saw him get bang his knee up on this touchdown celebration with Mitchell. And he was kind of favoring his knee. It look, looked like he came out afterwards. No, any word on that? Or was it just a little, maybe just a little sore banging knees and walked it off. I mean, I saw him in the locker room. He was walking on it, no crutches or anything, but you know, he was kind of, he wasn't moving too, too well. Um, but I didn't get a chance to talk to him about it, Danny, but yeah, you know, that's one to look for. He's, you know, he's pretty banged up for sure. As the season has played out, I was surprised out. he was in there to be honest with you. I was surprised he was one of the guys that started. And well, then they sat Williams. out nine guys. Yeah. Then Williams, you know, they sat out nine yeah, guys. And, and it, you know, one of the things that I was talking about last week is that if it was up to me, and it's not, but if it was, um, I would allow teams like the 49ers that, um, have clinched. If you've clinched, um, and you're, and you've got nothing to play for, you shouldn't, you should be able in that, in that game that doesn't matter to be able to pull up as many as uh, many guys as are on your practice squad. You know, why not? I mean, they only allow two, right? They they only allow two. And so they put, they called up, um, uh, Taylor Hawkins, who had an interception today, um, and I thought played really, really well. I mean, I have to watch the All-22, and I have to watch the TV copy, but just from being here in the stadium, obviously the interception, he seemed like he was around the ball. I know he gave up some catches, but I thought he played well. And had the McNichols. P- had a big P.I. down. That was, that was weak. He also though. had a nice hit. on A tight end yeah. was going up for the ball, and Hawkins went in there, made sure to pop him. You know yeah, what the receivers well, have done on the P.I.? Offensive receivers have learned to grab on to the DB and then it looks like they're being held. And then they say, and if you watch that replay, I, they didn't show it close enough. I have to go back and look at it, but it looks like the receiver made the contact initially 
with uh, Hawkins, and then I see it all the time. It, it, it's it's a tactic that the receivers, I'm sure, are taught. Um, we got this one from James T. Kirk. He said, "Hi guys, headed heading to the boat tomorrow. Must be nice. I get a little dingy. Well, it's about a forty footer." Uh, he says, "Do a call in show," and Moody sucks. So there you go. We're off and running. We're off and running. Um, I knew we were going to get a lot of moody stuff. Gotcha. Kev, before we before we uh, talk more about this, let's all go around the room and give us your initial uh, reactions to this one. Start. We'll start with sleepy eyed Cal Poly down there. <laughs> what, what do you, Kev looks like? Had a late night bender. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You all right? Um, you be okay. I mean, it's, it was a pretty much a nothing game. You know, it's it's uh, it's. It's a game. There wasn't a lot on the line. There wasn't a lot on the line, exactly. Even for the Rams, you'd think that they'd have a lot on this game, but they really didn't. The only thing they really had to do was get Puka his records, which was kind of funny hearing Kyle Shanahan basically say that they were trying their absolute hardest to stress the Rams out as much as possible to keep Puka in the game for as long as possible. <laughs> I love um, that. Yeah, I thought that was funny. But yeah, I mean, the only takeaways from this game basically were the Taylor Hawkins. I thought played well and then had a little bit of a low lights with uh, allowing a 40 yard penalty and then allowing a two point conversion, but he had the interception and uh, he's been basically just hiding on the practice squad for the last two years. So it was good to see him get some play, but uh, yeah, I mean, Moody, it's not good seeing Moody miss uh, an extra point in a field goal no. right before the playoffs. It, it's just bad timing. Uh, he actually had like, a crazy – I think that was the first field goal under 40 yards and extra point he missed all season, Correct. and he missed them back-to-back. He hadn't so, missed since the Minnesota game. That was like week seven. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just bad timing. But um, I thought Demetrius Flanagan fouls and Oren Burks played de- played decently. But, uh, yeah, once once the starters went out, this game kind of went to, went to shit, in my opinion. Yeah. I was really, I'll tell you where I, the one moment in this, in this afternoon where I went, yes, we're literally 35 seconds into the game and the PA internal PA announcer announces George Kittle and Dre Greenlaw have been ruled out with injuries. And I was like, cause I knew that they weren't really injuries. I mean, you know, Kittle's bouncing around and saw him running around all week at practice and. Heck, I saw him bouncing around outside the locker room with some friends after the game. He supposedly has back spasms, and Greenlaw didn't play either. And what was his thing that they said? I forget what his tendonitis in the Achilles. Yeah, tendonitis in the Achilles. So it's like <laughs> nothing it's all, that can be it's uh, all precautionary. Nothing that can be verified on it. <laughs> well, I mean, I just loved it because it's like you know what, Dre Greenlaw, and I tweeted this today. If there's one guy that I want to see Shanahan get off the field, it's Dre Greenlaw because the guy plays like it's Super Bowl Sunday. If it's preseason game number one, if it's game one, game 10, game 12, I mean, anytime he puts on the pads and the helmets, uh, the helmet, he, it's just, it's, 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 it's life and death. You know what I mean? The guy plays with reckless abandon and it's awesome, but, you know, he would have played, he would have flown around in this game and hurled his body into different Ram defenders. You give the Niners healthy Dre Greenlaw in the playoffs, and I'll take my chances. That's how I feel about it. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Baller, what do you think? You're shaking your head. 
uh, Dre Greenlaw's freaking awesome. But as yeah. far as this game went, it was a tale of two halves, right? They're up 20 to seven at halftime. Sam Darnold was freaking awesome in that first half. That first drive, good. he was five for five. How about that improvisational play that he hit to Warner? So it was like he was making plays within structure. He was giving you plays outside of structure. But then in the second half, fellas, the first three possessions on offense in the second half, Sam Darnold got sacked every one of them. He got sacked three times, all of them in the second half. Drive-killing sacks. I think that's why the offense kind of sputtered there uh, and got shut out in the second half. But this game was about guys getting opportunity. You know, players that have been working their tails off in practice day in and day out, you know, finally got an opportunity to show what they got. Guys like Taylor Hawkins, who I thought did play pretty well. He had the pick. Chris Conley was making some plays. You know, my boy Braden Willis, he didn't catch a ball. But actually, I tweeted out some clips of him blocking. And that's why I love the look? draft pick out of Oklahoma. He had some phenomenal blocks. You know, one of them was a swing pass to Ray Ray. Held his block where so Ray Ray could turn the corner, get upfield. Uh, I thought he blocked well because I'm a big Willis fan. When he was on the field, my eyes kind of gravitate to nine. So I thought he played well. Darrell Luter, we saw him yeah. get his first extended run. I thought he looked pretty good. He did give up a big play where he's aggressive. I know he had a lot of picks in college. So I, I think he's an aggressive DB. He tried to bite down on a route. And uh, the big tight end, I think it was Hopkins, got loose for a huge chunk play. So that one's on Looter. But other than that, I thought he played well. We saw Womack. And then you mentioned Beal Jr. You know, with this injury, fellas, uh, to Cleveland Farrell, another DN's going to have to get some reps. Obviously, there's Nick Bosa. Chase Young, I thought, was awesome today. I thought he was harassing his former teammate. Didn't he get uh, once? Didn't he get a big hit on Wentz? On that, on that uh, he did. Yeah, young, he was young, around young. Wentz all game, and he did get. Who a was hit it that got the hit, guys? On young on the, Chase Young. It was Chase Young on the PI call that went against the Niners. I mean, I, I, Wentz looked like he was not going to get up. Yeah, it was, and Beal Junior is going to have to get some reps with Farrell going down. Unless the only other guy I was looking at the practice squad is Alex Barrett. You know, I don't think – I think he's going to stay there. I think Beal would elevate. Obviously, Randy Gregory played a lot. Chase Young played a lot today. Uh, and Beal Jr., I did have the thought of, you know, would you think about calling Jordan Willis? Do they need a DN? I, I saw that. You mentioned that this week. I, I think that's a great idea. You know, it, it sounds like this is ho- – and hopefully it is minor with uh, Cleland Farrell. But, he's you know, not on anybody's practice squad, Bowler? What was that? He's not on anybody's practice squad. Yeah, I looked at a free agent list and he was on there. So okay. wow. I'm, I'm hopefully that list was accurate, but this game was about guys getting opportunity. And a lot of these guys who got, got their first reps, I thought played well today. Danny, what'd you think? This game reminded me of the final preseason game before the regular season starts. Both teams had nothing really to play for other than getting guys reps, like Baller said. Um, You know, no coincidence that Sam Darnold looked good first drive with the most of the first unit 
you know, offensive line receivers. Kittle was out. Second half, you know, backup linemen, backup receivers. <laughs> it's just, it's just a pre. To me, it was just, uh, I. It, it was like you said. Did McVeigh and and Kyle have an agreement beforehand? Is going for two. I think it was more like, hey, let's play, but let's make sure we don't get anybody hurt. You know, <laughs> it's like uh, this was not. Um, I mean, you're watching it because it's a regular season game and it's on Nash, you know, it's on TV. It's a regular Sunday game. But emotionally, as I'm sitting there watching the game, I'm just like, I hope they win. But hey, if they don't, just don't get anybody hurt. Who cares? You know, it's football um, without intensity. You know, yeah, football without exactly. intensity is like, what's that? You know, it's like, it's one of these, like, I'm, you know, you don't want to get guys hurt. It's football. You know, it's like, it's like, it's a, it was a weird game. Come on. The whole, the whole, the setup is weird. Week 18, you're going to the playoffs. You're the number one seed. You don't want to get anybody hurt. Not People only do you playing want for records, hurt, like, you're playing, you're playing, yeah. you know, you got Puka trying to get records. I love the Niners doubling him at the end of the first half. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, was hell like, no. You want to shut it down at halftime and take off your pads. No, 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 no. You're going to have to play the second half and get this record. You see McVeigh after he got he read his lips on the screen. He said, get him out of there. Get yeah. him out of there. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that was, I mean, there was, you know, so you had a couple individual things on the line. Um, and, but then the other thing that made this also kind of complicated, it would have been different if the Rams were, had missed the playoffs, but the Rams found a way in their rebuilding year to make their way to the playoffs and in my opinion, they're a team that the Niners are going to see again. Good chance um, they face them in two weeks. Whoa. I yeah. think I think they're going to beat. Who do they? Who are they going to get? They get Detroit. They're the sixth. Matt seed. Stafford's going back home. Yep. I, lo- I love the Rams. The Rams loose and Laporta uh, maybe Stafford out for Detroit and, and and Cup and all these guys. I mean, you got to remember this: the Rams sat about you know. The Rams only have about 12 guys on their team that are really good. And they sat like nine of them. Yeah. You know, so, um, I mean, I, I couldn't, to me, it was shocking. No Stafford, no Donald, no Higby, no Nota Boom, no Ernest Jones, no Kyron Williams, no Cooper Cup. So they sat their best quarterback, their number one running back, their number one receiver, their best linebacker, their best D lineman. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's not a loaded team. So, um, you know, it was and Detroit. Detroit lost Laporta maybe today. Oh, I Ron, saw that. I, I, didn't, Rams, I didn't. I didn't the see Rams. What. Ronnie Rivers looks better than Elijah Mitchell. That's what I got from today. You I, thought so? Elijah yeah, Mitchell Rivers was pretty dis- disappointing today. How about how, why he had didn't... one really nice run where he trucked a couple guys, but I thought yeah. JP Mason looked more explosive with yeah. the ball today. JP Mason had a nice run. Why can't JP Mason get more 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 touches? I mean, he went for six yards of carry today, and it's just like. He, he always goes for six yards of carry. Yeah. We've been saying it all year. When he gets the rock, man, he runs hard. He's decisive. Caught the ball. He Not only that, he caught the ball and made somebody miss. Did you see that one where he caught the ball and let the defender yeah. go by? Um, I mean, I, really I thought the surprise of the day was, was Carson Wentz rushing 17 times. Like, where did that come from? You know, Carson cool. Wentz may, may stink. But he's undefeated against the Niners. I think he's now four and zero against the Niners. 
Like I was at that game when he was in Indy and it was just pouring rain. Oh. I was sitting there. No one. What did they call that? A torrential up. river? Or what was that? Yeah, atmospheric river. Atmospheric river. Yeah. Was, no wonder my wild. cousin called me. He's like, hey, you, you want to go to the game today? And I was like, you know, I knew it was coming. There was a reason. He, he, shout out to Matt, though. Thanks, cousin Matt. Yeah. And, and I see a comment in there. We can't beat Wentz. Does Carson Wentz play his best games against the Niners? He did it a couple years ago with Indy. When it came to, yeah, uh, he's, he's played well against them. He just he takes care of the football. I mean, he makes some really really bad decisions uh, against other teams, but against the Niners, yeah. it seems yeah. like he's got this clairvoyant clairvoyance or something. He's just hey. very clear headed. He's very decisive. It looks um, like the year he almost won the MVP before he messed up his knee. What a uh, weird career he's had, huh? I mean, he's yeah. a top. Well, he wasn't the second pick in the draft. Golf yeah. went one. He went two. Then did he win the MVP or get, get close? No, to he, he got close, but then he 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 tore. So his he gets knee close up. to winning the MVP, and now he's been on how many teams? Five teams. Quite a few. <laughs> I mean, yeah, shocking, really shocking. Um, I don't know. It, it, this is a hard game to get all exercised about. Kyle, you should have seen Kyle at the presser. He just he just seemed very kind of like, eh, you know. <laughs> yeah, like a preseason game. <laughs> yeah, now like, well, I mean, uh, did some good things. Would have rather have won, um, you know. But but other than that, God, look at M Patel. By the way, Gary Strain, Farrell could be uh, uh, Cleveland Farrell could be done. He didn't seem like that in the in the locker room. I mean, maybe he maybe he's done. But um, I'll say this: he 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 made it sound like. If this had been a playoff game, he would have still been in the game. Was it maybe an MCL sprain, like maybe a grade one or something, something like that? Or, you know, we're going to, I mean, I hate to speculate because there's who knows, but I mean, literally, I'm talking to him at his locker and uh, he started describing the play and he's like, you know, he, he, he I said, well, if that, if that had been the Super Bowl, would you have stayed in? He's like, oh, hell yeah, they would have to drag me off. So Kyle um, did say that he could potentially miss a game. Yeah. I mean, he maybe he misses a game. Um, but look at Ed Patel here. He's like, the 49ers are Carson's bitch. Oh, great. Nice. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, uh, imagery there. So, um, uh, Larry, what would you, the Niners could face one of four teams. They could okay. face, uh, they could face the Bucks, the Eagles, the Rams or the Packers. Well, AJ Brown, be, did AJ Brown tear his ACL today? I don't think he tore it. Did he? No, no word. He, looked, no, he, he did it. I there. saw that one. He looked. It looked bad. You guys didn't see that? I did see it. I haven't heard. He, he was confirmed that it. Rappaport confirmed it wasn't, and nothing was torn. Hmm. Wow. So, um, you're asking me who I'd like to play between Tampa, Eagles, who else? Rams or Packers? Maybe. I'd like to play Tampa. That's who I want. I'd, I'd like to play Tampa. What do you guys think? Rams are a division team. The division teams know you great. So I don't know if I, if I like the idea of the Rams. I'm not, I wouldn't be afraid of the Rams, but I don't know if I'd want to, if I could, if I can, if I have my druthers, I don't know if I want to, I'd pick the Rams. I think, um, I think that would be probably one and then Packers two, uh, Eagles three, Rams four. But I, I don't fear any of those teams fit coming off of a buy and, and, you know, sometimes when you lose a game like this, and I know guys didn't play, but it still leaves a sour. You don't want to end your season, you know. It, 
sometimes if you get a win and you just go in and you're, I don't know, it, it probably means nothing whether they won or lost because these guys are going to be up for a playoff game. They're, they're, you know, they've been playing for that all year long. So um, who would you guys want to play? Or who would you not? Is there a team that you wouldn't see? I have too much respect for the Eagles. Now the Eagles look horrible. Yeah. Did they get run today by the Giants? The Giants, yeah. They did. In a game score, where if they won, it, they win their division. He... If they won that game, they win their division and they lost. Yeah, they look bad. They look bad. Jordan Davis is out of shape and um and they're they don't look good on defense. Um they're Tampa not... could beat them. Tampa could beat that, them. Did you see uh was it was it Hertz that had a uh, one of the fingers on his throwing hand? Yeah. Was like, yeah, he, he got taken out early. In a he bat, came back. But I mean, he, he was back. bent. Oh, did badly. He? Okay. Yeah, he came back. So, I mean, he's not he's not 100%, anywhere close to 100%. But I still have too much respect for their offensive line and just, you know, they are the defending NFC champions. I, I don't know. Where, where do you guys – how do you guys make sense of it? On the list of teams that I would want to play, first I got Tampa, you know, bring it on. They were really the only team I fear in the slightest bit. And I don't even really fear them, but it's the team we saw today in the Rams. But uh, give me Tampa first, and then I'll go Packers. But really, I'm not fearing the Eagles really at all. Like any one of those three, Tampa, Eagles, Packers, Niners are moving on. Uh, Rams have a have a chance. They got you know in boxing terms, they got a puncher's chance. So that, that's how I would rank it. I think you yeah. want Detroit to win uh, against the Rams. So I, I don't know. Detroit's got a really good line. Eagles and are- Amon Ra's a number one receiver who's trying. He's got a chip on his shoulder because he missed out on the Pro Bowl. They got two good running backs. What's the injury to Laporta? How how far? How much time do you think he misses? It's it's going to be probably a game time decision. Sounds like it's whether a knee sprain, maybe it's either a hyperextension, maybe uh, they they feared something much worse, but they, they said, said it looked bad. I don't know. I never yeah, saw it, but they said it wasn't as bad as they anticipate. You know, feared. So who knows? Um, yeah, this is a uh, suffered a hyperextended knee and a bone bruise. Source said after MRI, likely to miss some time, but as Coach Dan Campbell said, not as bad as it could have been. That's according to Rappaport. Uh, Scott Schendel, with a play on words here, Jake makes me moody. <laughs> Can I jump in on Moody? Yeah, please because do. Because he Moody hasn't missed a ton of kicks, but fellas, he hasn't made a ton of kicks either. I, I researched this after the game. He's only made 21 kicks this entire season. That's 27 in the NFL. Only two kicks over 50 yards. So what I'm saying is, like, he hasn't missed a ton of kicks, but he hasn't made a ton of kicks either. And I am a bit nervous. I'm curious to hear, you know, how you guys are feeling about Moody being the guy. I heard Kyle in the in the presser saying, no, you know, he's if our Jimmy guy. If were, we're still the quarterback, they'd have a real problem. Because with yeah. Jimmy, they weren't very good in the red zone, and they had to lean on the kicker over and over and over again. With Brock, he scores touchdowns in the red zone, yes. so this guy's yes. just kicking extra points, right, for the most part. Yeah. Um, I, I am nervous about it. Um, and, you know, he's got a strong leg, but it's yeah. like, he, you know, we've seen him hit the crossbar. We've seen him push him to the right. We've seen him hook it to the left. Even a couple of his makes have looked They're bad. Barely in. 
They're barely inside the the post, some of them. That's the part that gets you a little nervous. I mean, he was set an NFL record for 60 consecutive PATs. So um, it's funny because they were talking about it today, and then he goes and misses one. Um, I don't fear too much, but like – what would you do though? Like, I mean, you're going to kill the guy's not, confidence and call up uh, Robbie Gold. Now, Robbie Gold is on nobody's team. Um, so I think if I, I think what happens is if they get by the division round and Robbie Gould misses a field goal in the game, they will bring in and they win. They will bring in Robbie Gould to practice during that you know, champ, NFC championship game. I don't, I think Moody's going into this next game. He can't miss other, other Niners. I, I can't see him carrying. I mean, that, I badly wanted for, for that reason, Danny, I badly wanted to see uh, Darnold, you know, come, you know, throw a couple more first down passes. Yeah, they only needed and, like 15 and yards for a, for I wanted a to see yarder. that kid put in the pressure moment of, could he save himself? after you know a missed pat and a missed short field goal i mean that was a short field goal what what, what was it 28 like that? 30, 30, 39 38 39 yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean come on i mean um nfl kickers these days the best guys in the league make them consistently from 55 and in how about that guy from dallas he didn't miss all season brandon aubrey guys like is he a soccer player see is he even a, a human it seems like he's a machine did i think he missed one pat right didn't he miss a PAT? I'm not sure, but I know he didn't miss a stinking field goal. I don't, I don't know how know. you do that. All I'd say is being a kicker in the NFL, even though it seems like the easiest job, must be the stressful job, like the most stressful job at sometimes. Because Brett Maher was having like a decent season for the Cowboys last year until the <laughs> NFC Championship game where he just couldn't make a field goal, and then the next week he's gone, you know? Oh, he's the off. NFC division round. He missed like five. Game. He missed like four extra points. And like field goal, he was he couldn't make anything, and then they cut him, and then he's gone. Yeah, he's, I know, and it's 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 a weird situation. And then you'll see sometimes veteran kickers um, that have been really good for like a oh, number of years, but like in their day. first couple of years in the league, they were on three different teams. So it's like there's always this like adapt, uh, you know, this period where you have to kind of adapt. But I mean, this is this is a Super Bowl win or 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 bust kind of a season. And it's an awful big ask to ask a rookie kicker to, to step into this situation. I mean, the, the Niners won the Super Bowl with Doug Bryan as a rookie kicker, but guess how they did it. They did it by beating everybody by four touchdowns and they didn't, didn't anybody could have been the kicker. Um, and it would have been fine. There were no pressure kicks. That offense was so cooking. Um, all right. We are, we're 31 minutes into our live stream. We've over 500 people in the room. Kev, tell us, uh, this is the first time ever we are streaming, not just to YouTube, but wait, there's more Instagram. <laughs> it's on Instagram. We're on Instagram right now. There's 10 people in the room right now on Instagram. We're like kicking it on the IG. <laughs> so if you're, if, uh, if you're watching us on Instagram and you want to come over to YouTube, please do. We're also on what else are we on tonight? We're not Kev? on TikTok right now. We're not on TikTok. We're not on TikTok. Um, we have but, a TikTok, but we're not live streaming on TikTok. Uh, how about a, how about ABC or CNN live? We on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not yet, not yet. <laughs> um, so Kev, we're, we're you're usually more level headed. 
I'm more emotional. Danny's more emotional. Baller's a little bit more realistic. But we're, I mean, Kyle Shanahan was asked about Jake Moody in the postgame. He said, you know what? He's been solid all year. But Baller brings it up. Has he really been solid all year? Or they just not leaned on him at all all year? 27th in the NFL in made field goals, the Niners are. 27th. I'm writing that down. That's that's and he's, and he's missed one, right? How many only twenty-one made oh, field goals? Two. That's just over one made field goal a game. I think he's missed three, hasn't he? Three or or no, four? he's only missed one inside of forty. That's yeah, but he's it. missed like three or four total all year. Right. So the Niners are twenty-seventh in the NFL and made field goals. Yeah. Yeah. So they have so on the year on the year. Jake Moody's twenty-one of twenty-four. He's two from three from 50 plus four from six from 40 to 49 eight of eight from 30 to 39 now now eight of nine now eight of nine and then seven of seven from 20 to 29 it's not bad i mean it's not really his fault that they haven't been able to use him they either uh have punched it in or uh shanahan's been more aggressive too this year going for it on fourth down correct and and uh heck dell here says Oh, wait, wait a second. He's already he's already cost them two games. I mean, yeah, you can blame you can blame the Browns game on him if you want. I guess. Or no, Stewart, Stewart here, Stewart B says Moody has cost the Niners two games. He's I not wrong. You, I mean, you count today. He, he cost them four yeah. points. Cost them four points, and they lose by one. Um, you know, I, I don't mean, know. I, what I, are the chances that the Niners are going to boat race every single team in the playoffs and they're not going to need a kicker? I mean, you're going to need a kicker. You're going to have to have a kicker make big kicks. The question is, you know, they did invest a third round draft choice. I mean, they the, the Niners have swung and missed so many freaking times with third round draft choices in recent years that it makes you wonder if they're just they if it's just they should just bypass the third round altogether. But I mean, Trade all their third. They invested a third round pick on this guy. Do you, do you, you know, just go away from that investment and you know you're not going to cut him, right? I mean, if anything, you would just what deactivate him. Oh, and- dude, this is the the decision is final. They drafted the kid. They're not going to go away from him now. And I feel like that's why Kyle answered the way he did. He's not going to give like an ounce of hesitation in his answer. He's he's being very firm. He's like, Jake's our guy. I'm confident. But obviously, you know, the Niners like. It's it's going to be a PR nightmare if they lose the Super Bowl because they can't kick a thirty yard field goal at the end of the game. I mean that Ugh. that's the decision that they made this off season when they decided to draft a third round kicker. But um, yeah, I don't know. Scott Rowley, Rayleigh says bring in Robbie Gold, pay the man. I don't. Even, it's not even about paying anybody. You could easily afford Robbie Gold. It's about if you bring in Robbie Gold in any capacity, that kid's uh, confidence is shot. So here's the thing. I, I, if I were the Niners, I think what I would do, and this sounds very covert and sneaky, but I'd go, I'd go work out Robbie gold and see if he could, you know, see what he looks like. Cause he is an old guy. This would have been his 19th year in the league. And he did get a tryout with Graham Gano and a few other veteran kickers from the giants, I believe in early November and they didn't sign him. So I don't like it, the idea of a lot of kickers that are old, 40-plus and haven't kicked. I mean, look at Mason Crosby this year. He came in with the Giants. and uh, That's what I'm saying, know. Danny. You, it's like if you go to Robbie Gold, 
man, you, he better work out because you're there. You can't sound like if you go to gold and then go back to this kid. I mean, you just, that's just a nightmare. Yeah. I, 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 I can see the Niners boat racing in the NFC. I don't know about the Super Bowl, but I can see them, um, you know, a lot of times in the past, at least the 80s Niners teams, they used to, that division round, they, they, they beat teams by three, four scores because that division has, they played the week earlier and the Niners had the bye and just totally just ran them off the field. Um, it could go either way when you're with that. You can, you, you usually don't win a, a tight one uh, if you've had the bye. You usually win pretty good or you get upset because the other team's on a roll because they've, you know, won that first game and they've got momentum. But generally speaking, uh, I can't see the Niners being in, a, in that close of a game, the first game. The only way it might be really close is if it's the Rams. I think – Anybody else, they beat by two scores. I was just looking at the NFL playoff picture for the NFC, and the way it's looking to shake out right now would be, or I think it's confirmed Eagles-Bucks will be the 4-5. Th- yes, that look- is confirmed, yeah. And then it's looking Lions-Rams for the 3-6, and then Cowboys-Packers for the 7-2. Yeah, it's all been announced. They haven't announced the Say that, wait, so say that again. It's Cowboys-Packers 7-2. Lions-Rams 3-6. Six, uh, and then Bucks, Eagles, four five. What do you think? Are the Eagles going to be able to upset the or the Bucks going to be able to upset the Eagles? Wouldn't surprise me. Possibility. I think so. Although Baker Baker came up limping, I think he'll be fine. But he was he got dinged up today. His ribs are sore too. Yeah, I mean the Eagles got lucky. Honestly, not lucky, but it worked out nice for them. For a team that's one in five in the last six games, they get to play the Buccaneers, right? And the Buccaneers have a higher seed than them. I mean, it works out nice if you're an Eagles fan. So yeah, you know, I, I would maybe. still fear the Eagles. Which of those lower seeds do you think has the best chance to win? I think the Rams. I'd say the Eagles. Even though they they've been looking bad, I, I like really the like Rams. The I like the Rams. I I I think you know we didn't even. I mean, think about it this way: the Rams beat the Niners today. Now, granted, neither team was hundred percent, but the Rams guys that they sat out are really rolling. I mean, the Rams. What what are the Rams since the bye? Haven't they won like six of seven? They were three and six and finished ten and seven. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this for the Rams. Um, in their rebuilding year, when they're trying to clean up their cap and just rebuild, they're going to the playoffs. They've won four so, in a row. Yeah. So who got dumped out? Seattle's out. Yeah. Seattle and um, the, the Vikings Saints and the Vikings. Saints and the Saints and the Saints. Did you see the end of the Saints Falcons game and Arthur Smith and? Uh, uh, Allen, Dennis Allen at midfield. Did you guys hear about that? No. Oh my goodness. Uh, I, I thought uh, Arthur Smith was going to just, you know, he probably realized his job sealed, but he looked like he was going to, he probably wanted to beat the crap out of Dennis. It was 41 to 17. And 
the Saints lined up in victory formation at the one yard line with like a minute to go, and then they they ran it in and made it forty eight to seventeen. And Arthur Smith, uh, you know, he got it the, the you could hear him at the uh, coaches meeting at midfield, and he he yelled at Allen. He said, "What the f was that all about?" You know, and Allen goes, "I understand. I understand." It's crazy. There's a lot of talk out of Atlanta that Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons, still hasn't made up his mind oh, on, on whether or not he's going to fire Arthur Smith tomorrow. How do you not fire that guy? You know, there's, you know, tomorrow is going to be a wild day around the NFL for sure. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I mean, just from the rumors that I was reading today, Belichick's probably out in New England. Um, it sounds like Carolina is going to be done with scott fitterer in addition i mean it's amazing i watched the draft and lewis riddick did this soliloquy on how bryce young was just you know he was just this absolute you know in this perfect spot because there was this organization is so solid and there's all these people i mean if you go back and watch that you'd laugh now um it's like oh he's so, he's in such an ideal spot with this GM and this quarterback coach year, and this man. head coach and Frank Reich and no organization. I mean, literally, Lewis Riddick did like a one-minute thing on on the draft about how Carolina was just this picture-perfect opportunity for Bryce Young. Here we are, one, you know, one season in. Bryce doesn't look all that great. C.J. Stroud looks awesome. Reich's been fired. Fitterer's going to be fired. I mean, it's like, what? Is this even the same organization that he was talking about? So it just kind of shows in the NFL. There's just, you know, you think you got it right. You think you got it right. You think you got it right. And then all of a sudden you look up and you got everything wrong. Um, okay, and a big day for D'Amico today. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah yes, is the, night. Is the D'Amico lost and they won the division. So they get a home game now against Cleveland. Is the D'Amico like Robert Sala thing, just a great illustration of how, how you get compared like, or how you're ranked based on how good your quarterback is. Does that make sense? Like, everything's yep. going right for D'Amico because his quarterback's great, and everything's going wrong for the Jets because Zach Wilson sucks. It's like, that that pick is such a huge thing for your coaching trajectory. You got to have a quarterback, man. You absolutely got to have a quarterback. They're defensive coaches, so you'd think it wouldn't matter to them, but no. And Stroud made some amazing throws in that game yesterday. Oh, my God. And you guys saw Minshew. How about that? Indianapolis, you know, and everybody's going to blame that running back and blame Minshew and everything. But it's like, hey, Indianapolis, Jonathan Taylor should be ashamed of himself. I don't know if you watched that, the final sequence there, but it was weird. It was like Indy was playing for fourth down on second down. Jonathan Taylor is a 2,000 yard back who weighs 220 pounds. On second down, he ran out of bounds without being touched. Dude, bear, where's the where's the toughness? Bury your shoulder, head up field, get the first down, play with some urgency. He, he was totally willing to like pass it off to third down. Then they called some dive play on third down. It was it was almost like they're like, oh well, we'll just get it on fourth down. And then they take Jonathan Taylor off the football field and throw it to a guy that has six receptions on the year, and he gagged it. But it was a, it was a bad throw by Minshew, the wrong side, 
and it kind of goes to show you that, you know, like we watched Brock Purdy make that throw over and over and over, and he puts it right on the hands in the right spot at the right tempo at the right time. And it's like it may, he, you know, he makes it look easy. The short game when you got a quarterback like Brock Purdy looks like handoffs, but then you watch some of these other teams and it's like it's, it's far from a fate accompli that you're going to get that done. So, yeah, I, 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 you know, I was that was really weird. But I'll tell you, there's, you know, you look around football right now. They're saying that teams want Jim Harbaugh. Um, the Chargers may make a run. They're saying the Raiders may make a run. Uh, David Pepper supposedly wants the Lions OC. Um, ben Johnson to be their their head coach. Supposedly Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel are feuding in Tennessee. Um, and Vrabel could be out. Uh, the commanders dumped are going to dump if they haven't already, but it's pretty Everybody knows that Ron Ron Rivera's out. They're looking for a new GM. They're talking to Belichick. Um, you know, there's just so many interesting things. They're saying the Cowboys, if Jerry Jones's Cowboys don't go deep into the playoffs, the, that the Cowboys may favor or fire Mike McCarthy. That's I mean, where Harbaugh would be best suited. I don't know if he well, could coexist I mean, with coexist with Jerry Jones, though. He could definitely. Well, how about the other one that's really shocking? I thought was that. Sean Payton, who's been a tire fire, um, you know, basically breaks NFL rules by how he benches uh, Russell Wilson. And now they're saying that Denver's owners are giving Sean Payton the thumbs up if he wants to fire the GM, George Payton, and it's up to him. So he's got total control. It's just a it's just a bizarre, you know, it's a bizarre time. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you guys. There was a big report on Bleacher Report this morning that this may be the off season again, another off season where these wide, where there's lots of big name wide receivers dealt. And they were speculating that Devonte Adams, Stefan Diggs, and they said, Brandon, Ayuk all could be traded this off season. In addition to other guys like Kamara and Justin Fields and Khalil Mack, but they're saying maybe Ayuk to Jacksonville for a first and a third. I, I, I got to think if the 49ers uh, based on, I mean, Ayuk is one of the most efficient receivers in the game right now. Um, they, they have an awful, awful lot of weapons, but that guy blocks, he catches. I mean, he's, he, he does all the dirty work. I can't imagine the Niners are trading him. I wouldn't. No I would chance. No chance. And he has so much, he has so much rapport with, with Purdy. Now it's like, you're, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. If you did that. Absolutely. Yeah. To, to, and, oh, and to trade, trade him for what? To get be like Tennessee, be like Tennessee, getting rid of AJ Brown. You, you get I mean, the whole thing would be another Ayuk. Well, I mean, you know, okay, so it makes no sense, but what if you could get some team that picked in the top 10 to give you a pick and you could turn Ayuk into Malik neighbors and do and 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 basically have a much better cap situation? It's a risk. It sounds like you're deeper. trying to recreate the DeForest Buckner. Javon Kinlaw scenario. No, when you draft AJ Brown, Traylon Burks, same thing. Yeah, what Danny was. You got to hold on to those guys. Brandon Ayuk is our guy. He's been freaking awesome all season long. You know, Debo. Debo's been really good, but Ayuk is the guy who wins down the field. He needs to stay here. Yeah, it's not like Ayuk's thirty plus either. <laughs> he's like, you know, and he's from Rockland. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I think I would. I think I'd stay with Ayuk too, but yeah, you're gonna have um, to you're gonna have to move off someone probably eventually. You're right because they can't they can't pay everyone. Be on the last year of his deal next year, 
but nobody's giving you a number one for Armstead. No, but I'm just saying that that money's going to clear up. Who would bring you, you more? Guys are coming you, off the books. Who would? I mean, I know everybody freaks out whenever you mention a, a star player, but like you said, you got to move off somebody. Um, it's always these you, receivers who get moved, though. Have you noticed that? Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams. You know, I'm I'm a guy that I. I take a lot of flack for these type of things, but I like to sell guys at their peak because you just like to make trades, Danny. Let's be honest. <laughs> Anybody who plays you, fantasy football, I, Danny, I Danny's what, that guy who makes like 7,000 trades. What could you get for a CMC coming off this year? Oh God. I mean, I you got to keep him. Well, I think you do too, but it's either him or Debo and who's going to be more, if you're going to re-sign Ayuk, I you're going to come into a cap situation when you got to sign Purdy. Somebody's no, gonna have to go. Make it work, Dan. You, nowadays, you're pushing money down the road. Like there's, there's ways to make it. Maybe, yeah. maybe I don't know. You're also saving fifty million. Ho- hopefully, Purdy is a lot like the- Brady, and he doesn't realizes to to have a successful team, you can't pull an Aaron Rodgers. Jimmy says you, you're cap. gonna pay two wide receivers twenty million a year. On a, you're going to play two wide receivers, twenty million years? a year, uh, twenty million a year on a run first football team. Yeah, Debo's deal is only like three years. It wasn't like he signed a five year extension. I think he signed longer, didn't he? No, I, I believe it's three years. Three I mean, years if you look at, I I see Brandon Ayuk having a longer career than Debo, just in the way that they play the game. Right, yeah. that's like a sad type. running back truth thing, where it's like Brandon Ayuk's going to have a long career of being good. Debo might have a year where he's out for the entire year because he you know, gets banged up because he's just the nature of how he plays. So in terms of value, I, I would keep Ayuk over, over Debo. How long though, you know, you think about running backs, um, their, their kind of career life. I mean, Derek Henry's eight years now and trade it's Dan. probably his last game in Tennessee. Pretty much trade Dan. Yeah. Somebody's I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Trade Dan. People don't realize Nobody's that he's giving you a number one for Dan. Yeah. <laughs> CMC, I I love, but at some point he's going to regress, and it's probably within the next year or two because you can't. What has he been in the league? Six, seven years? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just don't last that long. I know, but I mean, what? What are you going to get rid of a guy who's the MVP of the league? Maybe I know. It's. But I'm just saying, if 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 I wouldn't want to get rid of any of them. What's CMC's deal? How many years does he have left? He's got a year or two like, left, and he's not as bad. He's like not as high. He's about twelve million, isn't he? He's only about twelve million. He got an extension in Carolina. The bottom yeah. line is the Niners are going to have to draft better. They're going to have to hit in the draft. They're not going to be. A, it's like it's up to this point. They've made some bad decisions, right? They traded all those picks for Trey Lance. They missed on Trey Sermon. They missed on Joe Williams. They missed on Akella Witherspoon. They missed on Reuben Foster. They missed on Solomon Thomas. I mean. They're going to have to hit consistently in, in their picks in rounds one, two, and three, and they're going to have to continue to make you know smart decisions in free agency and hit on day three of the draft. Let's uh, let's hit some supers here. We've got um, Andy says Jake. Hey, Dad, Moody I got to scares- bounce, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. I got to go do something. But why? What do you get? Where are you going? I have a dinner that I'm doing with my buddy's birthday, so I got to go. Really? Yeah, six fifteen. I got to go. We never. We nobody ever told us. I texted you, but yeah, I don't think you saw. We, like we didn't. Two, get two two weeks? Are, Are you giving him permission to do this, uh, Dad? <laughs> I, first of all, that bed's not made. Have you done your homework? The bed not being made mom? is just part of the deal now. I just got to. We talk to mom. I mean, like, have uh, you, 
<laughs> Did mom okay this? Uh, all right, I'll talk to you later. Oh, look at that. Look at that. I'm just going to damn well. I'm going to do as I damn well please. That's the kids of today. Um, he wasn't adding anything anyway. Good riddance. No, no, I'm just joking. System, uh, system kid. System anyway. son. System son. Andy707 says, Jake Moody scares me a, a lot. Okay. I hear you on that one. Uh, Ricky Williams says, injuries are injuries, and they suck, but today would have been perfect for Danny Gray, especially with Sam at this point. Do we move on from Danny Gray? You know, I mean. I Why? What... Why don't we get to see Danny at all today? I don't understand. Was he another third-round pick? Well, he's on. Or isn't fifth. he on the uh, IR? Yeah, they haven't taken him off. He's I in his they window. Opened his window. I don't. I don't know. They You're opened his practice, practice window, so. but they have to. Well, they're probably they not. Bring, if they didn't bring him back today, they're probably not going to test him out in the playoffs. No, they're not. No, uh, for some. I'll say this. I mean, he can run like the wind, but he de he definitely doesn't. He's not. He, I don't know if he's broken through at practice. That's the thing. I mean, I'm not getting a chance to see practice on a regular basis, but that would be my that would be what I would wonder about. Roberto Davis says, since Willis took over the D or since uh Wilkes took over, the D line isn't as intense. Why? Well, he has nothing to do with the D line, really. I mean, it's it's the Chris Casarek's baby. Um I think that what you've seen is that what when the Niners in the second half of the year taken on a lot of quarterbacks that have mobility they seem like they they're playing fewer games up front they're 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 kind of squeezing down the pocket as opposed to loops and twists and stunts and you know what i mean um because they don't they didn't want to give kyler an avenue they didn't want to give um hurts a running lane I, that's what i'm seeing i mean um to me it just seems like they're rushing as one means that you're not going to play as many games up front and that everybody kind of stays in their lane and kind of shrinks the pocket, shrinks the pocket. Um, that's, that's what I'm seeing. Um, we got this one from red and gold. Uh, Al, he says, he says, I agree. They signed, J they signed, they, I see why they signed uh, Jason Verrett. Womack was beaten routinely today. Man, one of those that he got beat on, he just got beat by an eyelash. What did you guys think of Womack today? Him and I'll say this about the Niners. If you say, what are the keys for them to win the bowl? Purdy's got to not turn it over. The O-line's got to be decent. Um, one of the major de deals, in my opinion, is that Greenlaw and Armstead have to be healthy. And then if you said, give me something that, that maybe people aren't talking about, the Niners now, because of Verrett, you know, uh, physically breaking down, they have they have five young DBs, right? Demo Lenore, Ambry Thomas, um, Womack, Luter, and Jair Brown. All five of those rookie or second year, those young DBs have got to play, and they got to play with poise. Wasn't this because the there's, no, there's, Lenore, no, Lenore there's no there's no the cavalry's not coming. This year three for Lenore and Thomas, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it is, but I mean, and Lenore is really holding up his end of the bargain. He's playing at a really high level. Uh, but what'd you guys think of Womack today? Cause you guys watched it on the tube. I mean, I, I saw him get burned a couple times, but like when I say burned, he gave up catches, but he was right there. They just couldn't stop them on third down in the second half. 
I didn't like, see anything egregious from Womack. I thought he was solid. And again, Luter, I thought was pretty good other than uh, a big reception he gave up to the tight end down the sideline where he jumped up on a, on a route in front of him. Jesse Wade said, okay, fellas, mark my words. We will run the table. We will win the Super Bowl. We are the best team in the NFL. We will be healthy, rested, and hungry. Uh, quest for six. All right, I like that. Being positive. Being, do, you, do, you, do you guys – how do you guys feel about it? I, I feel really good about the defense on pretty much two weeks rest. We saw a different defense after the bye for a few games. Niners really only have to play uh, – Give it their, they're all in the NFC, and then they get another week off. So I think they're really in good shape because this defense has been touted as one of the top three defenses in all of the NFL all year long. Um, we saw at the start of the season, hit a lull in the middle of you know the three-game losing streak, came back strong after the bye, and you know last few games they've been ran on. You could see they're tired down end of a long, you know, 17 games. Now you get all your regular guys that rested today. And then the rest of the team, they get a, you know, ton of rest. You go into a, a home game jacked up. You're talking about a Dre Greenlaw flying around. I mean, with Dre Greenlaw healthy, healthy, the defense is completely different. It's more physical. And when the, when the 49ers play physical, they beat teams up on both sides of the ball. Yeah. To me, I was doing cartwheels when I saw that he was sitting Greenlaw because, you know, I even said it on the pregame show. I tweeted it this morning. It's like, man, I said, if there's one player that I would want to protect today from himself, it's Dre Greenlaw because he just doesn't know a secondary speed you know what i mean he can't he plays every game like it's his last game on the planet and it's one it's one of the things that makes the guy really special but it's also why you got to get him off the field and I, I was hoping that they would have you know used some of the younger guys a little bit at throughout the season to kind of spot him but no even though greenlaw's piled up some nagging injuries he's been out there every single week and you saw that i don't know if you saw him live mike last week against the commanders on those post you know niner shows that they do in the huddle and the other one um i mean he's just he's he he brings it but i mean this guy gets involved in a ton of collisions and to me not sitting him not playing him today was the smartest move of the day absolutely if he had played i would have been sitting there crossing my fingers and and shanahan admitted in the post game at the podium that he was worried the entire game about injuries. Mm. So I think that's probably what happened with Farrell is that, you know, Farrell had an early knee injury and they just said, get him off, get him off the field. You know, I mean, they wanted to be really smart about, you know, about, about injuries today. I'll tell you the other thing that made today kind of weird. It's like, okay, so I think Trent Williams played, was it two series? And then he came out like that. Um, but it, it, it was a weird game from that standpoint, too, is like you, you had long drives and, and you wanted um, you wanted to, you know, to the game to end fast. I mean, Shanahan literally said that he's like, I'm rooting for a fast game. <laughs> you know, it's like, what? Well, there was uh, one point, Larry uh, may. Have, I don't know if you saw it 
from the press box, but on TV, there was a play that was on the first drive. Might have been the second drive, but I think it was the first. They ran up the middle, and somebody rolled up under Trent, and he went down. He was. I didn't see that. The play was basically over. It, was, it looked like one of his own teammates. He got rolled up, and I was like, oh, crap. That's the kind of thing you don't want to see. And it wasn't much longer after that. He was he was out. Yeah. Um, Cle- um, Clement Gray says, stay healthy and don't beat ourselves. We win the Super Bowl. I, I will say this. I haven't felt this good about a Niner team going to the playoffs in a long time. Like, I look at the Rams, and I, you know, this is a great article, by the way. If you guys, I don't know if you guys caught this, but Bill Barnwell went through, and I don't know if you guys follow Bill Barnwell on ESPN.com, but um, he he wrote a story about the weaknesses of every contender. Did you see that? And you know, you look at Philly. Philly looked like this, like it was in my mind at the beginning of the year. It was Niners and Philly. Philly and the Niners. Those were the two best teams in the conference. And then Philly is obviously has flaws, right? With their back seven and now up front and hurts and their offense is inconsistent. Sirianni's getting heckled. Their O-line doesn't look quite as good. All these things, their D-line's nothing compared to what it was last year. And now A.J. Brown, arguably their best player on offense, goes down. Right. So Philly doesn't look great. Rams are in kind of a rebuild year. They're not a vin- this is not a vintage Rams team. I mean, I'll say this. I'll give you 20 bucks right now if you can name four. And the Niners just played the Rams. If you could if you before today's game, if you could name four Ram defensive players, including Aaron Donald. I mean, it's like it's the biggest no-name defense of all time. So you get the Rams who are in a rebuild. Um, and and defensively, they're like, eh. Since uh, Detroit's coming, but Detroit's pass defense is like 26th in the NFL. I mean, it's not it's not a great pass defense. They lost Chauncey Gardner Johnson. They lost Emmanuel Mosley. Tampa. I thought mm-hmm. Chauncey uh, Gardner Johnson was back. there today. He's coming. He, he, he's he coming picked, back. He got, a, he got a pick today. Did he get? I mean, he and he's coming back. back. So I mean, that's good. But they still are. Mosley's done for the year. I just think like Detroit seems like a next year play to me. Um. And then you got, you know, Seattle didn't make it. Tampa is just, eh, I don't know. They say Todd Bowles is going to be on the hot seat a year from now going into next year. Um, they, they are leaning on bait. They got Baker Mayfield. I mean, you know, Mike Evans has had a really good year, but they don't run the, they don't have a great running back. Rashad white. They throw it to him a lot. I just, uh, Dallas, you can run the heck on Dallas. I mean, Buffalo gashed them. The Niners gashed them. Uh, their run D is not great. So, I don't know. I mean, to me, if the 49ers get beat on the way to the Super Bowl, I think that's going to be hugely disappointing uh, because they are the clear class of the NFC. Do you guys agree with that or or is that overstating it? Absolutely. 100%. I've been saying all year, it feels like this is the year the Niners get to the Super Bowl and obviously I'm hoping win the Super Bowl. And it's like, why am I so confident? Well, for one, there's talent everywhere, but also it's the quarterback, 13, Brock Purdy. He's been freaking awesome all year. Uh, We know, you know, he had the rough game against the Ravens. Some of those picks, you know, did feel a bit fluky, but uh, he's just been so consistent all season long, you know, getting this team touchdowns. Uh, That's the reason why I'm so confident. It's the talent. It's the defense. And it's 13 at quarterback. Yeah. 
I mean, Purdy's been fantastic. And, 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 you know, we probably should admit this. Purdy is part of the reason that we're not complaining about Jake Moody. Because if, if it, let's just say Purdy wasn't as good in the red zone and they were having to settle for field goals, based on what we've seen, I think it's pretty safe to say that Moody would have missed some percentage of those field goals in the red zone. And then, then we'd be sitting here going, uh-oh, you know. Um, Danny, what do you think? I mean, I kind of think there's the teams that scare me the most. If you said, you know, who, if you really think if you, if you could take any of the teams in the playoffs right now and, and you could take, you know, two or three of them and just take them out of the, the running, it would be Baltimore. Probably who made, who, uh, What's the score right now of Dolphins Bills? Seven seven. Two minutes to go in the in the half. If Buffalo loses, they're out. No, they're already in because of the loss of Jacksonville today. Okay, so Buffalo's kind of hot right now. So I would, I, if I could take out three teams, I would take out Baltimore, Cleveland. And then it's a debate between those two teams playing tonight. I don't. I don't fear Kansas City. You're talking about just the AFC, or well, just no period. I mean, I think all the best teams are in the AFC. To be honest, yeah. I don't. I think the Niners are going to rampage the NFC. I think they can beat Philly, Dallas, Tampa, Green Bay, uh, Detroit, Rams. You know, I, I don't. I don't think any of those NFC teams are going to beat the Niners. I'm more fearful of Baltimore, Cleveland. And either Kansas City, Miami, Buffalo. I just can't really decide which of those three are. Who would you say are the three scariest teams left in the in the postseason? If you could take them out and and pave the easiest road for the Niners, I'm taking out Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. I'm taking out. You know, I'm I'm probably taking out the Cowboys. Yeah, I know we've owned the Cowboys, and I'm not really scared of the Cowboys. That, that defense does have the ability to create turnovers and kind of capitalize on those turnouts. So just get them out of here just for uh, the defensive purposes. And then that third team, I'm going to go with Kansas city. Just get, I know Kansas city, just because of like just the Kansas pedigree city of get Mahomes out of here. I would love to just dismiss him. What about you, Danny? Who, who would be your three teams? Well, Baltimore's one. Yeah. Um, Two would be probably. Gosh, I'm thinking in that AFC. Um, Edward says Lions, Rams, Cowboys. Well, I don't know. I was I was gonna go thinking of Lions and Cowboys, and here's why I was saying Lions. Their offensive line, if the Cowboys can control the ball and keep, I mean the the Lions against the Niners, if they can run the ball on the Niners, which has been their weakness, and keep the Niners' offense off the field, and they've got weapons in, you know, St. Brown, Montgomery, Gibbs, if they can move the ball and get a few scores off the Niners, and then you get that defensive line going with Hendrickson, and, and I mean – I don't know. They, I, I think Detroit has to play its A-plus game to beat the Niners, but they have the tools to do it. I don't think they would, 
because I think they're young and I think their playoff inexperience would get to them. But they have the ability, if they put it all together, to be the most dangerous team besides the Niners in the NFC, I think. Uh, MF agrees with you. He says, I agree with Danny about Detroit. I, you know, the, the, the one thing about Detroit, they play really hard. They play really hard. Uh, but but I didn't see the Laporta injury. The, I was sitting next to people in the press box who said that Laporta could be done for the year, but he's not He's he, he's not done for the year, huh? We don't know yet. I mean, he might. I mean, he is an awesome. He bruises are no joke. Like we have seen NBA players miss a a whole season with a Darrell Luter had a bone bruise in his knee. Uh, He missed months on end. Kendrick Nunn missed like a year and a half with a bone bruise. The knee bone bruises can be tricky. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, RS is uh, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Kansas City. All Uh, AFC teams. I mean, it's, it it could be any. I mean, I'll tell you who can make a run in the AFC. I don't think they get to the 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 Super Bowl, but if things they have the ability to to win a first round game and maybe upset somebody in the second round is Houston. D'Amico's got his guys believing, and with C.J. Stroud uh, playing the way he is with Nico Collins, um, yeah. And Can imagine if they hadn't lost Tank Dell. I know they are. They got weapons, and um, I, you know, D'Amico knows playoff football. Okay, so defense. It's kind of like the NBA. The game's a little different in the playoffs, and D'Amico can get those guys going. I think they're. I'm going to pick them against Cleveland in in round in the wild card round game, even though really? Cleveland's. I am. Yeah. Are you, are, are you a little biased because Cleveland got waxed today? No, I didn't even think about Cleveland. I didn't even know they th- what they did today. I'm just thinking Houston at home and Cleveland on the road is a different team, kind of like Dallas. Uh, Houston is young. They were what? They went 10 and 7 after predicted to be win like three or four games this year. That's a team that is believing in itself, and they got a leader. C.J. Stroud is a true leader. I watched that oh, he, kid. He's like, a great young kid. me into it. You know, Fla- I think Flacco is going to kind of regress to who we think Flacco is at this point in his career. I know he's had some good games throwing for over 300 yards, and, you know, Amari Cooper is probably going to be back here. That being said, C.J. Stroud has been playing lights out. Jimmy Ward, I don't know what Jimmy Ward's status is, but I know when he's been on the field for Houston, that defense has been a lot better. Yeah. Will Anderson does not look 100%. But you know what? The way C.J. Stroud is playing, I think the, the uh, Browns offense is going to – might struggle to to put up a bunch of points. It's probably going to be a low-scoring game I could see in Houston, but I think I'm with Dan. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for D'Amico. D'Amico's yeah. an easy guy to root for. Yeah, and he's two, got his guys fired up. Two last ones. We're only going to go a few more minutes. Uh, I think we're going to wrap up here in a few. But I, I, I do want to ask you guys a couple more. One, one is, okay, we've talked about the teams we fear, right? What's the factor? If the 49ers fall short, what's going to be the reason they fall short? Turnovers. Turnovers. They, You know, um, that would be my vote would be would be intercept Brock Purdy interceptions. I mean, now 
Brock Purdy's been awesome. But in their four losses, he's got in the four losses that he was involved with, they have nine. He had nine interceptions in those four losses. To me, if you say, hey, if this happens, then that happens. If the four if Brock Purdy takes care of the football, now I'm not saying he's got to become Captain Checkdown Al Alex Smith. I'm just saying if he doesn't turn it over in mass. I think the Niners win it all this year. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I but other people won. would say it's the kicker. Some people would say it's the offensive line. Some people would say it's the run defense. I'll say this. Um, you know, I'm assuming Eric Armstead's healthy. I don't know if you looked at those numbers, but without Eric Armstead, the Niners are like 24th in the NFL on EPA against the on run uh, as far as the run D. They have not stopped the run worth a damn since Eric walked out. Um, so to me, Eric's got to be there. There's no doubt. Greenlaw's got to be there. But I'm assuming they're there. My biggest concern, even though I trust Brock a lot, and I don't, I, you know, I would just say to him, hey, look, against the better teams down the stretch here, it's great that you're fearless. It's great that you stay aggressive. But could you could you take really good care of the football because you know, between the Niners defense and Mitch Wisnowski's ability to pin teams inside the 20, I just think that I'd rather punt than take chances of turnovers. Um, if Brock doesn't throw lots of turn, lots of picks, I think, I, I don't know that they can be beaten. I think their defense and, and Mitch Wisnowski are really a dangerous combo. What would you guys say as far as, the factor that that if they don't win at all, it's going to be because of what? Well, what I will add is I think the game script is going to be a little bit more run-heavy come playoff time. We had seen Kyle kind of go to these pass-heavy game scripts. I think he gets back to the fundamentals of his offense and running the rock, especially come playoff time. But I like the turnovers that Dan said. But the other two, and you touched on them quickly – it's the run defense. If a team can run the ball on us and, you know, keep our offense off the field, and we know this defense has struggled with missed tackles at times, so I'm going with the run defense. But it's also, man, it's the kicker. It's the kicker. Yeah. 17 games, and I still don't know how <laughs> reliable Jake Moody is as we a kicker. Know. He's only made 21 kicks in Unfortunately. Games. He never got the opportunity all year to kick a game winner, except the one time, and he, and he missed. He never got a know. chance at redemption. And there's a lot of pressure in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so, Danny, you would say turnovers, huh? I think I think turnovers, and then the second would be um, the the if Armstead's not a hundred percent, and I I really fear I don't fear it against Dallas. I don't think they have a good running game. It's more Detroit with Montgomery and Gibbs in their offensive line. They have the ability to have ball control and short passing to Amon Ross St. Brown to get the first down. And if Laporta happens to be healthy and playing, Detroit is a team that, like I said, they have to play their A, a game, I believe, to beat the Niners. And they don't, and they'd have to do it in Santa Clara, which has not proven to be. Jared Goff's, you know, strength winning outdoors on the road. But, um, you know, I just would hate to see 
if they controlled the ball on the ground, that would put the Niners in a, you know, a possession type game. You don't want to be in a possession type game because the Niners haven't, we haven't seen them do really well when it's, when it's a game of, you know, coming down to one possession. They're either way out in front or, you know, we haven't seen them really do well coming from behind. No, no, you're, I mean, I could give you the stats. I mean, they're really ugly as far as what's the Niners record uh, when they trail in the fourth quarter under Kyle Shanahan. And you guys are well aware of those stats. A couple more supers here. And then I got one I want to finish with Roberto Davis is apparently contractually Kyle gets to pick in the third round. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that'd be funny is, uh, you know, Niners, they go up to the podium. Niners have traded their third round pick for to uh, you know Cleveland for their right to their seventh round pick in 2025, 26, and 27. And they just keep trading thirds for sevens. Man, well, they, hope, maybe if the, if the Niners win the Super Bowl, they'll have the last pick of the third round. They can just let the clock run out and pick in the fourth round. There we go. They bypass the third round out of out of principle. Who's David Butler says Kinlaw equals abomination. Successful. Sick to my stomach watching him. What'd you guys think of Kinlaw today? Didn't he get I thought he had a sack or he definitely tackled Wentz on that one where Wentz ran what one yard, maybe? I thought Kinlaw's been a pleasant surprise this year. You know, in previous years, he was a bust. Yeah, he wasn't playing much due to the knee, but this year I thought he's had a positive impact. Today, I know he was out there a bunch along with Kevin Givens, and then I did see at the end, what is it, Sebastian Joseph Day kind of check in, but I thought Kinlaw was solid. I didn't see him getting blown off the ball today. What did you think of Sebastian Joseph Day? I thought he held up. I, I don't. I didn't see him until like the fourth quarter. Yeah, but he played in he a totally up. different scheme. He he's been in a two gap scheme, and now he's in a one gap penetrate get up the field scheme. Um, that's a totally different mindset for a defensive lineman. But he but I asked Kinlaw about him on Thursday, and he said, "Man, the guy's so explosive that he's you know he's really he's not going to have any problem adjusting." Um, and that's what Javon thought when and he's watched him for the last couple of weeks in practice. Uh, David Butler drops this when he says lack of depth. It's bad. I don't it's know funny, about that. Funny, Larry, I'm thinking you're talking to Kinlaw about, you know, day and any player you talk to about another guy, you know, you're, it'd be kind of funny. He's a, yeah, he sucks. He really bad. He, he, he can't. Can you imagine? No, <laughs> he's a total zero. Yeah, he has no. Don't leverage. say it because he's only four lockers down. <laughs> no. The guy, I mean, we call him Casper the Ghost because he just he disappears on game day. You know, Nobody's you ever. You're always going to get these glowing awesome. reports of, of your team. <laughs> it would be awesome if guys truly buried each other. Yeah, I mean, I'm playing my ass off out here, but this guy's a joke. Um, yeah, that would be something. You're right. You got to take it worth a grain of salt. Wesley Brooks says lines for next week. What do you think, Larry? Cowboys seven Eagles, one and a half lions, three and a half Browns, one and a half. Um, Browns are, so who are the matchups again? Give me the matchups, Danny. Okay. You got Cowboys Packers in Dallas. You got, okay. Eagles, I like Dallas Eagles at Tampa. And then I'll got, take the one and a half in the Tampa Bay Bucks there. All right. And then you got the Browns at Houston. I'm going Browns. 
I like the Browns. The other games are still being, you know, we're waiting to see what happens. Uh, looks like Kansas City will be the three seed no matter what. So they'll take on either Buffalo if Buffalo loses tonight or Miami, I guess. I think they, I think on the road, I think at, at Kansas City, I think the winner of tonight's game gets the two seed and the loser gets the six. What's the, the score? You said seven, seven. Uh, let me take a look now. It was, and what uh, it says Lions by three and a half. That's over the Rams. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the Rams in the three and a half. Man, it's 14 close. 7 Dolphins. 14 7 Dolphins with 25 seconds to go in the half. Um, last one I want to debate with you guys in the final 10 minutes before we check out. We're only going to go an hour 30. We're an hour 21 right now. So we only got nine minutes left. But I do want to get your guys' thoughts on this because this is the major conversation leading into this week, and it's going to continue to be a conversation for the next week, and that is rest versus rust. Okay, you guys heard Steve Young. He went on CanBR and basically said he's very concerned. He's very concerned about Brock Purdy being rusty. Um, Brock Purdy, if the Niners wind up playing on the Sunday, he will be off from New Year's Eve. He played on New Year's Eve day, and he may not play until January the 21st from December. So he's off between December 31st and January 21st, potentially. Steve Young says he's concerned about the rust for Purdy. Um, I have, I have thoughts on it as well. Obviously, Shanahan has thoughts. We all respect Steve Young, Kyle as well. John Lynch heard him on the radio. He said, hey, look, I expect that I respect the hell out of Steve Young. And they have reasons for why they sat Brock Purdy. Purdy's said, hey, look, guys, you know, I'm not going to be laying around on the couch. Uh, you know, you know, it's, I'm going to be practicing. Um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but this week going into this Rams game, Purdy and Darnold shared first team reps at practice. So where are you at this thing? Are you, I mean, every, you know, every, I mean, we, we can be deferential and polite to everybody, but at the end of the day, everybody can't be right. Either Shanahan's right. And the Niners are smart to rest Brock Purdy or Steve Young's right. And the Niners are taking a big risk um, by, by showing up in the playoffs with a rusty Brock Purdy. I'll, what do you guys I'll, think? Where, what side are you yeah. on on the rest versus rust debate? I'll say this. I think the Niners are keeping it quiet. And I think had he not had the stinger and then aggravated it, I think he might have played a series or two today. I think the fact that he had that stinger aggravated, they wanted to just give it some rest and not have it possibility of it re-aggravated again today. I think that's was a key why he sat out. I agree, Dan. And I do think this was the right move. Sitting Brock Purdy. Let's get him back to 100%. He had the stingers. Brock, they're going to ease him in to this first playoff game, You know, whoever the matchup is. They're going to try to run the rock, get him some easy throws to get into a rhythm. And then eventually you're going to turn Brock loose and I have a lot of confidence in Brock Purdy as a playmaker. You know, I always say he gives you those two or three plays outside of structure, but most of the time he's playing within the structure of the offense and he executes it so well. I'm, I'm really not that concerned. Respect Steve Young, but I'm not concerned about it. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, and if Steve were sitting here, I would say, Steve, I respect the hell out of you. And, and, you know, your reality and Brock's reality may not be one and the same. Um, you know, Steve young, you know, was, was maybe the kind of quarterback that absolutely needed to have, you know, regular reps to maintain a level of sharpness. I'm not sure if Purdy's the same animal. The other thing I would say is there are dramatically different stages of their career. Um, when I'm sure Steve is referring to his Niner years, by that point, Steve Young was 31, 32, 33. You know what I'm saying? Brock Purdy essentially is a rookie. Um, I looked at his Iowa State stats this week. The most games the guy's ever played in a season are 13. Well, if you take the regular season and the preseason, he's already played 18. And if you have him play in the playoffs and they make it to the Super Bowl, he will have played 21 games. 21 games is a lot more than 13 games. Then you had mix in the offseason elbow surgery. And then I'll bring up the same point that, because I think it's a salient point that Lynch brought up, which is, okay, what examples do we have of Brock coming off of bye weeks? Well, he didn't play in the final preseason game. And I thought he looked really, really good and sharp against the Steelers on the road at Heinz Field in week one. Here's his stats against Pittsburgh. 19 of 29, 220 yards, 7.6 average, two TDs, no picks, quarterback rating of uh, QBR of 93.7 and a rating of 111.3. After not playing much at all in the preseason and pretty much missing all of OTAs and, you know, (laughs) I think it's a whole different thing we're talking about. The other thing is, look at the other game that he came off the bye. It was the Jacksonville game. And, Dandy, do you have his numbers against Jacksonville? I mean, he was really good in that game. And not only that, his arm strength in the Jacksonville game looked really good. That was the one where he hit Kittle down the field um, on the on the wheel route against Devin Lloyd to begin the third quarter. And he led him. Not only did he throw it 40 yards down the field, he led him. Yeah. Um, and, and I just think the arm strength. And then I looked at Purdy's uh, pass attempts and the most pass attempts he's ever had is like 475 and he's at like 460 right now. So he's going to have more games played than he's ever had in his career. He already has. He's going to have more pass attempts by the end of the year than he's ever had before. He's coming off of elbow surgery. The way he plays, it's like, I guess my bottom line on it would be this. It's all about what can you live with? And if it came right down to it, I can live with Brock Purdy against whatever team in the divisional round being a little rusty in the first or second series um, more than I could live with. They played him today against the Rams and he got destroyed um, by, you know, on a sack and, you know, hurt himself and is out or hurt himself and, He's not quite moving at the same speed because, I mean, escapability is a big part of his value proposition. Think about it this way, too. You you mentioned how many passes he's thrown compared to his all time, probably in college at Iowa State. Um, And we saw his arm strength after the bye. We all noticed it. It looked stronger, like some of the passes had a little more zip on balls that were you know thrown over the middle that um, ball threw to iuk last last week 
he ripped that thing. Yeah, yeah. So you give him a little more rest, that arm gets stronger. Um, I mean, here's what he came off of the bye against um, ja against Jacksonville. He was 19 of 26, 296 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, a, ra a rating of 148.9. Isn't 156 perfect or something like that? Or Pretty close. Yeah. Pretty so, I mean, close. I mean, we've had a couple of uh, examples of that. Yes, this is an extra week than a regular buy. This is two weeks off instead of one. But like he said, he's not – He's practicing. He's going to be throwing the ball. I think the more you give a guy at the end of the year like that, his arm, considering the fact that he had the stinger, he came back, got it again. I'm telling you, you don't want to get a stinger in the playoffs and have that thing re-aggravated because you're going to stick it out, but you're not going to be 100%. You want, like Eric said, you want your guy to be at a – Hundred percent, if possible. That's that's my take. Hey, yeah. just to update you about this this game that's going on before yeah. half, the Bills had the ball, drove it all the way down the field, could have kicked a field goal. I think there was seven or eight seconds left on the clock. They're at the ten yard line. Josh Allen throws it, no timeouts, throws it short of the end zone. Time expires. Player got tackled at the one. Bills got no points out of it right before half. They're wow. down 14 7. That's the unreal. One yard line? You got tackled a yard short of the end zone. The winner of that game gets the AFC East. Yes. Correct. And the two seed. Wow. Um, I'll say this. Who do you fear more, the Buffalo or Miami? Because if you had asked me this 10 days ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I would have said Miami for sure. Yeah. But they lost Jalen Phillips. They've and lost Chubb. Bradley Chubb. They, they, you know, you lose your edge rushers. Your defense and, doesn't and have Waddle team. on offense. Is he out? Do for you the guys year? remember when Buffalo That's came true. to Levi Stadium? It was like two or three years ago. But Josh Allen came here and absolutely carved up that defense. Like he was came out. He was he was a surgeon. It was almost like when you see Stafford with the quick passing game. Josh Allen came to Levi Stadium two or three years ago and just shredded that defense. So, yeah, I, I fear the Bills more than I, I think I fear the Bills because of Josh Allen. He's not only can throw, he's mobile, and he's physical. He's tough to bring down. And um, the thing about Allen that scares me is when he takes off running, if he decides to pass it, he can throw the, – the Niner DBs just fall off coverage and – Allen will just take the risk and try threading it a little bit like Mahomes, but uh, I think with the weapons that Buffalo has, you know, they got Kincaid, they got Diggs, they got Gabe Davis on the deep much better. I think the weapons for Kansas city are not nearly as great. Look at the points scored. Kansas city has only scored like 371 points all year long. Dallas ended up the top score in the league with 504, and the Niners were like 480-ish, something like that. I mean, that's a lot of points that Kansas City left on the board, didn't score this year for what they've been known for. Is oh, they, have no we they have no weapons. Yeah, they have the no weapons. The thing is Kansas City is going to have to go on the road. 
I mean, they, they've never gone under on the road under with Mahomes and and uh, un, you know since Mahomes they has get been one, there, they get one uh, home one game home game, season. one home yeah. game. No. Then they got to venture out on the road. Right. Wesley Brooks says um, Josh Allen. That was a COVID game in Arizona. It was, remember the Niners had to play some home games oh, in oh, Arizona. That's right. That's right. So I, okay, thank you for that correction, Wesley. But Josh Allen absolutely eviscerated the defense that game. I remember I came out of that thinking uh, Josh Allen is a different animal. Um, we're going to wrap it right here. By the way, did I just see, did somebody, is that correct? What somebody texted or somebody chatted that the Dodgers have signed Teoscar Hernandez. Yep. I was just going to mention that. What the heck? Yeah. What they, in the hell? They're I mean, uh one year deal, 23 million, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. Rich I, just I, keep getting richer and is richer he coming off a career year. Cause I don't remember Teosco he, Hernandez being some, he's, he can know, hit the ball. He's off that time power. He he another, he'd be well the most powerful hitter in the giants lineup. Yeah. It's, it's funny because Farhan, I put a tweet out today, you know, sadly two organizations going completely opposite direction. Andrew Friedman and the Dodgers, not satisfied. And Farhan comes out two days ago after the Robbie Ray trade and says, and Mitch Hanniger, we feel pretty good in, about our outfield. We're now looking to maybe add some defense in the on the infield. Well, he did say that they could add another outfielder. They, they could. I mean, hopefully he's learned a Better little be bit. Bellinger. He's under-promising and, you know, and he's yeah. learned. He, he, he over-promises and under-delivers. Constantly. I'll tell you, that is the one thing is, it, you know, I love baseball. I love uh, all the sports. But to me, in basketball, the Warriors can compete with the Lakers. In football, the, Gi- the, the Niners can compete with the Rams. In baseball, it's like the Dodgers, the Giants cannot compete with the Dodgers. They just and they're can't. okay with it. They and it's depressing. With it. It's sad. But it's, it's, it is sad. And it also, it's like it, it makes the sport less enjoyable. Cause like football, baseball feels like a stacked card game and you're on the teams that have it stacked in their favor, have huge advantages over the teams that don't have the advantages. It's just that being said, when the giants won it in 10, 12 and 14, it never felt like they had the best roster. No, but they had great pitching and they had great, great catcher hall of fame manager, better rosters than what the giants do right now. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, tell us a little bit about your channels. Bay Area Baller 18. Everybody who hasn't uh, followed Bay Area Baller should right now. Baller, when do you go live next and tell people about your channel and, and what kind of content you put on there? Hey, everyone watching, please hit that subscribe. Bay Area Baller 18. I'm live tomorrow night. Live. I'm live every Monday with my boys, three of my buddies. We got the straight out of the Bay show. So we'll be recapping this game you know, going further in depth, but check it out. We're talking all the Bay Area sports, you know, not mostly Niners, but we're mixing in some Warriors and, you know, Giants. I, I, I'm known to put on the Giants in the background and kind of keep my tabs on them. So, <laughs> hey, we're, we're almost to 2,000 subs, so I'd appreciate all you guys come on by, hit that sub, fellas. What do you make of all the people up? saying fire Kerr? You know, not yet, not yet. No, we, yeah. we got to play this year out. I'm not. You're. That's too disrespectful. He's done too much for this organization to fire him mid-season. Let's see how this thing plays out. And you know, if this team misses the playoffs, then I'll talk about it in the off-season. 
Sounds good. Baller, have a great Sunday, man. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Much love, you. Bay Area Baller. Dan Coach Emilio, the host of NorCal Sports Network. And then there were two. Danny, you know what you need more than anything? You need a ring light. I need a ring light, huh? Yeah, you're, you're sitting two, in two, you're sitting two, in two relative dark. darkness. Let's see. I have a light somewhere. Do you? I do. I can I can I mean, you know, I'm not saying that how's that? That's a, that's a, that's got a little scary, but it's a little bit better. No, but you need a you need a brighter light. You need to bring Dan Coach Emilio's pearly green, pearly blue eyes out there. Uh, but Danny, go ahead tell people about NorCal Sports Network. I know you do a lot of baseball, um, you know, and and what, hopefully you know you're doing lawyers, you're doing Giants, you're doing Niners. It's all Bay Area sports. But when do you go live next? And and what do you got cooking on the channel this week? Yeah, <clears throat> we're gonna go live again uh, tomorrow night, and uh, we'll we'll be coming on eight o'clock eight o'clock Pacific. We'll be covering a lot of Giants right now. Uh, you know, sh- the shows are. Uh, you know, we get in depth with them, but we also have a little fun on the show because it's a little tough to talk an hour and a half, two hours of Giants baseball. So we we bring in a little comedy here and there, and uh, trying. Yeah, I thought the Giants provided the comedy. Yeah, they, they do. <laughs> they provide the comedy. They they do. It's great material. Far gone or Farhan. Far gone. <laughs> that's that's who joins us. Uh, Farhan uh, provides us with great material. Um, did you see his presser, by the way, that he did? On YouTube, I did see it. Yeah, I watched it the other day. Right, twenty-four minutes. I mean, he was like right, right up in the screen there, man. He's right up in the screen, and everybody who greets him is like acting like he's like you know the reigning executive of the year. I know it is my distinct Farhan. Thank you, and it is my distinct pleasure to be here with you. As you know, it's like what. Why are you kissing this guy's ass? Let him make a move that actually works before. It is really a pleasure, Farhan, to have this acquaintance and to, you know, it's like, Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah. Shanahan d- doesn't get that kind of treatment. Right. They've been in it, the, it, three it, of the last four NFC championship it, games. It's unbelievable. We do, we do talk Warriors too and Niners, of course. Um, we, we've got a cast of guys that join us and Eric and, and Los and Bora. And uh, sometimes we, you know, have some other different guys come in. But, you know, I'll say this about Kerr I don't think you have to fire Kerr. I think at the end of this season, it would not shock me. I'm not. I'm not predicting and saying it's going to happen, but it would not shock me if Kerr just says, "You know, I've, I've had it. I've, I've had enough, and I'm going to step aside another role in the organization." In Kenny Atkinson, because Kenny Atkinson took a job. Was it Charlotte the other a year ago? And then he took it, and then he backed away. Uh, and it's like, does he have some kind of agreement with Kerr? Like, hey. Hang on. That he's going to be the inherit. He's going to inherit the gig. That's my, that's my gut. All righty. Danny, good stuff, man. Always a pleasure. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Larry. We'll there see you ya. go. The great Dan coach Amelia. And then there was one. All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, I'd like to shout out our sponsors. One last time we're brought to you. Our title sponsor of the Krug show is pig and a pickle. Go check them out. They're in Emeryville and Corte Madera. They're open seven days a week from 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. or until they run out. And I always say that. People are like, well, what do you mean until they run out? Well, a lot of restaurants, they don't run out. But a true barbecue place that has real barbecue, they do run out. <laughs> and when they run out, they'd take, they they smoke the brisket for 15 hours. So if they run out of brisket, they're out of brisket. 
Uh, so there you go. Um, and check them out. Great barbecue. You're going to love it. Go say hi to Damon and Mary. Tell them the crew sent you. Get the brisket. Get the brisket chili. The pulled pork. The house-made sausages. It's all great. Thanks to New York-style Italian sausage as well. They've been with me since the start. Um, had somebody today, in fact, sent me a picture of their of their uh, of, the, of them at the supermarket with New York style Italian sausage and Krug. Thanks for the recommendation. So I forward that on to the owner of uh, New York style Italian sausage. I'm sure he was happy to see that. Thanks to um, Underdog Fantasy and Mojo Fantasy. Check that link in the description. Use the promo code Krug K R U E G, and they'll match you up to your first one hundred dollars. And thanks to Marin Autoglass. Bottom of the screen throughout the show, you'll see Marin Autoglass. MarinAutoglass.com, 415-883-3030. Saeed, the owner of Marin Autoglass, great guy, and he's been sponsoring the show for the last year, and we appreciate him very, very much. We've got a new sponsor coming up in the next couple of weeks that we'll tell you about. Lots of new exciting things on the channel. Um, guys, I think this is the week I'm going to contact Steve Young and see if we can get Steve on the channel later this week. And think as soon as this show's over, I'm going to text Steve uh, uh, an invite. I'd love to have Steve on. Um, we traded some texts a few, maybe a month ago or so. And he said, hey, he'd love to help. He'd love to come on. So, you know, this being the bye week, um, I think this would be a great opportunity to to get Steve on. So I'm going to send him a text tonight and, and see if we can get him on the show sometime this week. I'm looking forward to that conversation Love Steve Young and everything that he contributes. Um, and then, of course, tomorrow is Monday, so bright and early at 8 a.m. I'll be on with Damon Bruce at 8 a.m. with um, Wake Up, and we'll talk about this game and talk a little bit about uh, the NFL. Tomorrow's Black Monday in the NFL. Lots of people are probably going to get fired, sadly. And there'll be lots of job openings and all kinds of talk. Tomorrow's going to be an absolute action-packed day for uh, for NFL football. No games, but lots and lots to talk about. So uh, that coming up tomorrow at 8 a.m. Also tomorrow at roughly 4 o'clock, Grant Cohn and I do a, a co-stream on both of our channels. Um, I'm eager to see what Grant thought of this this uh, this game today. So that's coming up tomorrow. Um, and then Wednesday night, we um, Kevin and I do a, our father-son call-in show. We really enjoy that Thursday night. It should be the reunited of me, Vish and Jesse for the big show. Um, and then Friday at 8 a.m. Damon's back. Chase seniors in the house. Um, we'll have a lot to talk about on Friday and then Saturday. The coach will be in the house as well. So we're hoping to squeeze Steve young in there somehow. And uh, we'll see if this is a good week for him or not. Uh, but thanks to all you guys. Thanks to everybody who provided the super chats. Thanks to everybody who was in the chat tonight, you know, it's kind of a weird game. It's like, I, I made a list before the game of what would make today's game, um, a success. And here was my list avoid injuries. Well, outside of Cleveland Farrell, um, and it doesn't sound like that's too serious. We'll find out tomorrow. sounds like the Niners did a pretty good job of avoiding injuries. Um, don't give away any, any big time secrets, have a vanilla game plan because, uh, you may play the Rams on the 21st of January. I mean, they could be back here. Uh, and I think will be so, you know, you can check that box, win the game, try to keep positive momentum going. Well, obviously they didn't win the game. So that, that, that one wasn't checked. Um, take a look at some young players. And I mentioned, you know, Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason, Ronnie Bell, Robert Beal. 
D. Winters, Samuel Womack, Darrell Luter, Braden Willis, T- uh, Taylor Hawkins. And we saw some good things. Hawkins had a pick. Beal had a sack, his first in the NFL. Uh, J.P. Mason ran for six yards a carry. So there were a lot of good things there. And for Sam Darnold, I put down avoid turnovers. And isn't it ironic that Sam Darnold, who has, you know, in 65 career games, now 66, he has 56 career interceptions and 36 fumbles. And now he's got 37 fumbles because he fumbled the last play of the game. And it was just enough to uh, get the Niners beat. So I don't put the loss on Sam, but, you know, so basically they did a decent job. I would say it was about 50, 50. They were, you know, obviously they didn't win the game and Sam did turn it over. Um, but they had kind of a vanilla game plan. They, for the most part, avoided injuries. So was it a success? Was it a failure? You know, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, right? It was not no slam dunk in any direction, but the real key was they got through a football game. They didn't give away the plan for the playoffs. Um, you know, they didn't hurt their chances of winning the Super Bowl with any crushing injuries that are going to take them out of the mix. And I think overall, uh, we have to look at that as an overwhelming positive because I think it was. All right, that is going to do it for us. Um, thanks to all of you guys. Thanks to our sponsors. Have a great night, everybody. And thanks for supporting The Krug Show on YouTube. Yeah, never met a man I've been scared of. Careful, you won't get exactly what you asked for. Careful.